Welcome to the Exodus Health Center podcast. These workshops are recorded live at the Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, where we believe that God needs no help, just no interference. Tonight's workshop is presented by Dr. David Jockers. Now, here's Dr. David. That's right. I mean, how many people give you a round of applause for doing something right, right? You always get criticized for the things you do wrong, right? Barely ever do we get a pat in the back for the things we do right. So we're going to really try to encourage that tonight as we go through this. And uh, you know what? You know what I always hated growing up was uh, sitting in class. And guys, I was in school for a long time, right? So sitting in class and just having somebody lecture to me, right? Um, I actually hated that. So what we're going to do is make this really interactive. We're going to be talking. I'm going to be asking you guys questions as we go through this. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Anybody, anybody have a problem with that? Just want to make sure I won't, I won't call you out, okay? Don't worry, nobody, nobody will purposely be embarrassed. Not even you, Ryan, right? Not even you. So uh, that's right, not hard, right? Exactly. All right, great. And so, uh, you know, we're going to go through a couple things tonight that are going to really shock many of you guys. And we've all been kind of taught in a culture, and the culture that we live in really is focused on the genetic root of disease, right? The culture we live in says that God didn't create you good enough, but instead that you're created with genetic defects and that we need modern medical science. It's great, you know, and I'm a big fan of, of medical science, right? But our culture says you need that in order to survive, that you need medications, that you need surgeries, right? That you need these things. And I think everybody here would agree. Thank God we live in a country that has those things, right? If you're in a massive car accident or Fred, as you know, right? Yeah. If, uh, you know, you need a, a quadruple bypass, right, Satish? However, does anybody here willingly want to take medications or uh, end up on, on a surgeon's table? Right, Skeet almost had his hand up in the back. I don't think anybody does. We all want a natural answer, a natural solution, right? Just never, just when we talk to doctors, how many of them really give you those natural solutions? Not many of them. So tonight we're going to really go through a lot of different things. Some of this stuff, like I said, is going to be very new for you guys. It's going to shock you guys, right? But we're also going to give you the solutions, different lifestyle tips that you can apply today, right? Immediately today to, to dramatically affect your body's ability to heal, prevent, and reverse heart disease. So first thing I want you guys all to do real quick, we're going to get the energy up in a room a little bit here. So go ahead and stand up real quick, okay? We're going to do a little burst training here, okay? If you can see me in the back, okay, we're just going to run as fast as we can, and we're going to punch our hands up over our head. 30 seconds as fast as we can. You guys ready? Okay, ready, and go, just like this. Oh, nobody gets an elbow in the head. There we go. Good. 15 seconds, 10, keep going hard, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and stop. All right, good. Give somebody a high five. Tell them, great job. That's how we get the energy up in here, right? Woo! All right, good. So everybody, just real quick, look to the person to your right, okay? And if you're all the way on the right, look to the person to your left, okay? and say, you've been lied to. That's right. Now everybody, point at yourself and say, even I've been lied to. Thank you, thank you. 
All right, there you go. You guys heard it. By the way, that, that video is called Big Fat Lies. Okay, so big, you can look that up on YouTube. Big Fat Lies, I think there's like three parts to it. So you can look that up. Bit, pretty easy to remember, right? Big Fat Lies, right? So Fred, you're gonna look that up later on, right? I know he's, he's a video guy, so I know he's gonna be looking that up. All right, great, and so obviously, who was on a cholesterol webinar that I did? Cholesterol myth webinar, some of you guys, Ted was, a couple of you guys were on that. We went through in detail this whole cholesterol myth, and how many of you guys have ever heard that saturated fat and cholesterol clogs your arteries? Come on, every hand should be up, right? Because we've all heard that, right, Tommy? I see, I see you in the back there. So every hand should be up because we've all heard that. But the reality is those are some top experts, lipid biochemists. Mary Enig was in there, some of the top people, and that's what they were saying. This is bogus, right? You look at the research, completely bogus. And so I'm not the only one saying it, but this is all literature you know, that's out there. And we're going to go through that a little bit. And so let's look at our society, how our society is doing. How much money do you think we've spent researching and working on heart disease over the years. Any idea? Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, um, one and a half trillion dollars we've spent, right? Yet has heart disease gotten better or worse? Worse, worse exactly. And so we are far, 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 we're, we're basically, our society has more heart disease than any other society. There's countries like Sri Lanka, right? These third world countries where heart disease is like one out of 300, right? Yet here it's one out of two in our society today. Yet we spend all this money, we've got all the top medical researchers, we've got all the drugs, all the surgeries. Look at this, one out of two people, 79,400,000 Americans with heart disease, every year close to a million deaths. Now, do you think out of all these people that, that die of heart disease every single year in America, do you think that these were just the ones who weren't taking their medications? Anybody think that? Were they the ones that didn't get their surgeries, maybe they didn't have, you're right, this is our whole big thing in our society? Oh, people don't have access to insurance, right? Were these the people that didn't have access to insurance? No. In fact, more of them had access to insurance and medical care, right, than, uh, than actually the people that weren't dying of heart disease, believe it or not. Did you guys know that um, in Israel, the doctors went on a strike? This is like 10 years ago. They went on a strike for two weeks. And guess what happened to the death rate? <laughs> it dropped. <laughs> what does that tell you? Hey, look, we love doctors, but the reality is, do medications, right, they, they may be life-saving at times, right? Maybe I would say 5% of cases, people are on life-saving medications. Thank God for that, right? But the vast majority of times, do those medications, do they actually keep us healthier? Do they get us healthier or do they make us more sick? More sick lead to, lead to early sickness and disease and death. And you guys are all intelligent in this room. You know this. I don't have to tell you that, right? You guys know this inherently in your heart and your spirit. Just look at, look at the statistics. Here's the thing. I can go over these statistics, and you guys are like, okay, wow, okay, great, 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 wow. But we all still think, okay, that's, but it's not going to be who? Me. We always think that, right, inherently. Fred, did you ever think it was going to be you? Nope. nope. That's right. So when you were out at, uh, what, what, what did you like, Burger King? Is that your favorite? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was a Burger King guy, right? And so you, he was out at Burger King Whopper. eating, that's right, eating the Whoppers and everything like that. Right, but he thought, okay, but I've got lettuce and tomato on there, right? So I should be all right. It'll never be me. That's right. And then what happened, Fred? Quadruple bypass. Quadruple bypass, next thing, right? And so now he knows better. Now he's sought out help all around the country, goes down, sees uh, Dr. Don Colbert, who wrote uh, the Bible Cures series, Eat Like Jesus, right? All those kind of books, right? And then obviously he comes in here as well. So now he's seeking out the best help. 
and doing fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Satish, did you ever think it was going to be you? No. No? That's right. His son, Harvard-trained medical doctor, right? Harvard-trained medical doctor. He's been a vegetarian his whole life, right? Living a healthy lifestyle, right? All of a sudden, boom, right? Quadruple bypass. Never thought it was going to be him. I'll have you come up later. We'll talk more about your story. But, yeah, so this is a reality. We never think it's going to be us, but the reality is this. If we keep living like everybody else in society, and one out of two in our society are getting heart disease, and by the way, cancer, right, it's, it's literally one out of three, okay? And then you've got Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, diabetes, all these different issues. We keep living like everybody else in society. The better question we need to ask is, how is it not going to be me, right? Because it's happening to everybody else. So thank God you guys are here, or we're going to figure that out. But we have to have... Number one thing is we got to have that, that realistic, honest tone with ourselves and say, you know what, I better get started. I better start moving or it's going to be me, right? It's going to be my family members, my loved ones. And so even you, Mike, right? Young, a lot of times the young people, right? We never think it's going to be out. We're like, okay, heart disease starts in older people, right? People get that when they're old. But Mike, look at this. 25% of children, five and up, already have 50% plaquing in their arteries did you know that and that was actually between 5 and 11 years old right and the way they figured that out was they studied these kids after autopsy or they did autopsy after they were in a car accident right some sort of trauma and and so that what they found was that 25% already had 50% meaning that the arteries are already narrowed 50% look at this the same percentage 60% of 15 and 19 year olds right how old are you Mike 21 so you're actually a little bit older than this right and so um, had plaque build up in their important coronary arteries, right? So what does that mean, Mike? That means more than half of your peers already have 50% blockage of their arteries. Now, do we walk around feeling that? Do we feel 50% blockage? No. How many kids walk up to you and are like, my heart feels really congested, right? We don't feel that, right? And so we never feel it. In fact, our heart rebuilds itself every seven months, yet we never even feel it. So one of the big flaws about our society is this default mentality. Most people base their health on what? How they feel, right? Because if you feel okay, oh my, I, everything feels okay, we must be healthy. Is that a smart thing to do? No, right? Clearly we can't base it on how we feel. We'll talk more about what we should base it on, but most of my, my practice members in here, they know it's about how we're functioning and how we're healing, right? And we'll talk about how that works as we go on here. So clearly, this is our culture right here. So this whole mindset right, about preventative medicine, doing all the tests to figure everything out, right? I mean, is that working? Is that really saving everybody's life? I mean, you know what, sometimes, but very rarely. Like in Satish's case, it saved his life, but the reality is he might, he would have been much better off, right, before the $120,000 surgery and all the medications and everything they put him on by figuring that, that out much earlier. And so that's why in our culture here in this office, right, and this is not this is not the mentality and the philosophy in our world. Our world says you're genetically defective, that you're just going to be a victim of disease. Most people walk around thinking, I got heart disease. My, my parents had a gene, right? My, I got cancer, right? As if they were a victim. But here, we understand God created our body to heal itself, right? That we're a self-healing organism, that we have 75 trillion cells in our body, and every seven months we have a new heart, every six months a new liver, every three to five days our stomach lining is completely replaced. We're a dynamic electrical organism that's constantly healing and rebuilding so the key with health is following the natural laws of life right and that's the reality so if you never knew that gravity existed right somehow okay if you never knew that and you walked off a tall building which direction would you go 
down, right? What if you said, but I, I don't know what gravity is, right? Never experience this. You still go down, right? So what if you didn't know some of these natural laws, right? What if you didn't know to take care of your spine and your nerve system? What if nobody ever told you, hey, you need to have a healthy spine and nerve system to be healthy? Guess what? If you, nobody ever told you that, guess, and, and you never took care of your spine and nerve system, what's still going to happen? You're still going to get damaged. You're still going to get sick, right? Let's say you don't think that, um, that eating organic is a healthy thing. That, you don't think that's, it, that's necessary, right? People, some people will tell me, and some of you guys may have heard this, Right? I don't think that's that important. Right? I think if uh, I think everything in moderation, and uh, you know what, if I eat fast food four times a week, but I eat three salads, I'll be all right. Right? Some people they, they make their own philosophy. Okay? Is that is that going to work ultimately? No. Right? I mean, it's still consequences right of life if we don't follow the natural rules, and we'll talk about how this all works. But the reality is that most people, because they've never been educated. Right? They've never been in a community that fosters and uh, encourages them to take the right healthy steps. They end up creating their own definition of health and their own strategies right? and their own explanation for why they should be healthy. Right? But ultimately, 99% of the time, they end up falling far short. That makes sense? Right? And some of you guys know people like that. So really, guys, when it comes to being healthy, it's all about building health. We look at a cell, okay, a cell. Right? The key with, with, with a cell being healthy is right, it needs to be pure and sufficient, meaning it has to have all the nutrients it needs, right? all the life function it needs, and it needs to be able to detox effectively, get rid of cells. And so the key with this is this five-step process. right? So these are called the five essentials. Everybody say five essentials. That's right. Number one thing, we want to maximize our mind. Right? What that means is, number one, understanding that you were created as a self-healing organism that God created you to be a champion and more than a conqueror. That every trial, every tribulation, every challenge, whether it's a health challenge, a spiritual challenge, uh, a mental, emotional challenge, whether you're in traffic on the road, right? No matter what it is, it was there to help you grow in some way or another and help you um, understand more about yourself and your relationship with God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Right? And so then we want to maximize our nerve system because that's the system that controls the entire healing process in our body. We're an electrical being. It's all controlled from the, by the flow from the brain down through the spinal cord and over those nerves. We want to maximize our nutrition, our movement, and minimize toxins, right? And when we do these things, okay, that gives our body the chance to heal and build and get stronger and stronger and stronger. How many of you guys have heard of free radicals before, right? Every one of us has heard of free radicals. Now it's a common knowledge thing now. We all hear of free radicals. Guess what? Every single day we're being bombarded by free radicals. Every time I breathe, Right? My body's producing free radicals, and those free radicals are damaging cells. They're getting into the DNA, damaging DNA, and now those cells with the damaged DNA are replicating, and we get abnormal cell formations. This is happening in all of our bodies at any given time. We're building cancer cells. We're building plaque. We're building abnormal cells. Oxidative stress this is the process. Right? Every living organism has it. But at the same time, within us, we have an antioxidant defense system. Raise your hand if you've heard of antioxidants. Get everybody in here. So within us, we have antioxidant defense system. How do we build our antioxidant defense system? Uh, most people know by eating antioxidant-rich foods, and we'll talk about that, right? And that's how most of us understand it. Yet the right type of exercise and the right type of rest, very powerful for boosting our, our internal called endogenous, right? So everybody say endo. Endogenous. Genius. We're going to expand your vocabulary. And you guys will be ready for the test at the end, right? 
Okay? So endo means within, genius means formation. So antioxidants formed within. Does that make sense? So our body produces antioxidants that help fend off against these free radicals. The right type of exercise. Some of you guys have been to our max T3 classes, high intensity, short time period exercise with proper rest periods afterwards is so critical for, for boosting our endogenous antioxidants. That's one of those essentials, maximize movement, okay? When we have toxins in our body, the toxins produce massive amounts of free radicals, so that depletes our antioxidant reserve, right? So clearly we gotta remove those antioxidants. The right nutrition, obviously, providing antioxidants. When we have a high, high functioning nerve system, our nerve system, right, particularly chiropractic adjustments have been shown to be extremely powerful at boosting endogenous antioxidant systems. Why? Because they optimize brain-body connection. And remember, when you have good coordination of nerve supply in your body, your body's able to heal and function at its highest level. How does it heal? What does that healing process look like? It, it means high-powered endogenous antioxidants, right? So that's one way that we can look at it at a cellular level. It means well-coordinated immune system. So anybody here um, a football fan? I like to use this example. Some of you guys like you know, Tim Tebow, right, or, uh, or Eli Manning or one of these guys, right? So like Tim Tebow, first three quarters, you know, he's, uh, he's like three for 20, right? So he can't hit anything, but all of a sudden the fourth quarter he heats up and he's very accurate. So when we have healthy brain-body connection, when, when our spine, our nerve system is firing at its highest level, we become extremely accurate with our passes. Now we become more efficient. Our white blood cells, they can hunt out, regulate, destroy pathogenic organisms faster, abnormal cancer cells, and cause those cancer cells to, to kill themselves, a process called apoptosis, right? Cancer programmed cell death. Anybody heard that term before? Apoptosis, programmed cell death, our body's able to hunt that out better, right? That's the power of that brain-body connection. And of course, we gotta maximize our mind. Did you guys know, every single, who, here, who here thinks positive thinking is important, right? Right? Most people think that, yet majority of people still want to be pessimistic and complain and whine. What? But the reality is every cell, our cells are listening to the messages we provide every single day. And when we're, saying, when we're thinking high-level thoughts, thoughts of joy, of love, of forgiveness, right? of, um, of, of grace, right? guess what? We power up those cells. They start to celebrate. They start to, to get high-powered. Right? They start building their antioxidant defense systems. The mitochondria start firing better. We're ramping up those systems when we start thinking those powerful thoughts, uplifting thoughts. Right. So how many of you guys were at the In Mind, Body, Spirit conference? I, I could see Ryan. I know he was there. Jerry in the back. You were there, right? And some of you guys were at that conference, and you guys, some of you guys heard Carolyn Leaf, right? She'll actually be out here in November, early November, and she wrote a book called Who Switched Off My Brain, right? And it's all about, she's actually a neuro, what, neurophysiologist, I think, she wrote a book about how our neural branches grow based on the thoughts, how we feed them, right? With thoughts. So maximizing our mind is critical. So when, as a clinician, when I look at somebody, whether they come in with like Satish with heart disease, right? Where they come in with like Ryan with cancer, right? Whether they come in, you know, with diabetes, back pain, neck pain, allergies, or they come in with no symptoms at all, I am looking at how well is their body functioning and healing and how well are they following these five essentials. And our care plans are designed to enhance all of those levels and continually mature. Is anybody here, can anybody, is lifestyle change really easy for anybody here? Right, it's like all of a sudden you stop using a microwave and you're eating, you know, um, you're eating like a 100% raw diet juicing every day, right? No, right? And so it's hard. So you mature. You don't just all of a sudden do it, right? You mature in it. 
every single day, every year. I've been doing this now, living maximized living for six, seven years, right? And I get better and better, stronger and stronger. Some of my patients know this year I'm actually exercising less. Right? People are like, what? Right? But most people, and I was guilty of this too, right? Most people that are into fitness, right? Anybody here like love fitness, love to exercise? Most people that do that actually overtrain, right? They overtrain their system, okay? So I'm actually exercising less. I feel better, more energy. There's a couple things I've fine-tuned this year. And I'm, I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a mad scientist, right? But on my body, right? So it's like I'm constantly working with new things and really, uh, and really firing, firing them off. And, and so things I'm teaching this year are things I experimented with last year, right? And this is how we constantly do it, as well as I have a lot of friends that do this too. So we're constantly getting feedback off of each other as we grow, develop, and mature with this. So how many of you guys have heard that, um, that an aspirin a day, right, keeps the doctor away, right? <laughs> Some of you guys have. Like aspirin a day is good for us, right? We've all heard this kind of thing. Okay, well, here's, here's the thing, though. Why do people take aspirin? What does aspirin do? Thins your blood, right? So raise your hand if you've heard of platelets before, okay? Those of you guys that haven't, platelets are your blood clotting factors, meaning what happens is you, you, everybody produces platelets. If you don't, you can bleed to death, right? There's disorders like that where people will bleed to death because they can't, they can't clot their blood. So we all produce platelets, right? So aspirin comes in, starts to deplete, and basically screw around with our platelet counts, okay? Lowers them down, reduces their, their ability to clot, Okay, so then what happens, right? Our body responds to something called homeostasis, right? Anybody heard of that term? That means balance equilibrium. So if we are doing something artificially, right, something that's not natural, and aspirin's not natural. If aspirin was natural, it would have been in the garden to eat it, right? Would have picked it off the aspirin tree right off the tree. <laughs> wasn't there, was it? I don't, I don't remember eating that, right? That wasn't the forbidden fruit, right? So anyways, though. So we take the aspirin, thins out our platelets. What, are, what do you think our body's going to do in response? Make more, right? Thicken them back up because we've got this constant. That's why you got to take the aspirin every day because you've got to counteract what the body's doing in response. Does that make sense? So we're doing that, creating these cells, thinning and thickening our blood, right? And then if we're messing with our platelets, is, is that going to be good or bad for our white blood cells? What do you think? Bad. So then what's going to happen? Are they going to go up or down? Down, and it's going to affect their coordination as well. Right? So what happens? Look at this right here. Oh, by the way, first off, stroke, right? We're thinning and thickening our blood. We're playing with the viscosity of our blood. And aspirin a day actually increases the risk of hemorrhagic stroke. By the way, this is JAMA, right? Journal of American Medical Association. So this isn't me, right? And, uh, yep, so this isn't me right here. But this is Journal of American Medical Association. They said that increases your risk of hemorrhagic stroke by 84%, right? So there's a study, December 9, 1998. You can look that up, okay? So then look at this right here. And we're messing with our white blood cells, right? So if our white blood cells are going down, if they become malcoordinated, what does that do to our chances of getting cancer? It's going to go up. Does that make sense? So look at this right here. Drug and Therapeutics Bulletin 2009. Increase the risk of heart disease, actually, by 60%. Okay? Um, archives Internal Medicine. Those are the history of heart disease. A tenfold increase in the risk of congestive heart failure when they took aspirin. Right? And then look, Yahoo News. Taking an aspirin today increases the risk of pancreatic cancer by 86%. Destroys your pancreas. Most people know it destroys your stomach, your kidneys, and your liver, but also dramatically affects cancer. Look at this breast cancer, 50% increased risk, right? Taking an aspirin a day. Yet, does that say it on the bottle? Do doctors tell us this? No, right? And so the reality is this, that who does the majority of the, the I mean, who owns aspirin? Does anybody know what company? 
Bayer, right? And so who markets aspirin? Bayer, right? Bayer, they pay for the marketing, okay? Did you guys know that Bayer, believe it or not, um, worked with uh, Germany in the World War II and made a majority of their, their, um, their, war, their war drugs? You know, they, they experimented with uh, chemical warfare, right? And made a majority of their drugs, right? Did you guys know that, right? So big company, made, has, they've made tons of money off wars, all different types of stuff like that. And guess what? They've also made us believe, con us into believing this. Yeah, the reality is when it comes to medication, there's no medication that's truly preventative and there's no medication that brings us closer to life. Now there may be times, right, where a medication is necessary. I, I don't disagree with that, okay? But the reality is the question we need to ask is, how do I get off this medication? How do I get my body healing the way it's supposed to so I can get off this medication as quickly as possible? Does that make sense, right? And so how about heart surgeries? Now, look, guess what? If my arteries are blocked 99%, I'm about to stroke out and have a heart attack, I might want a surgery, right? I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I never fought somebody, yet the science is actually showing, right? And I was amazed when I started seeing this, is that these things are being done way too much. Look at this right here. This is um, Dr. Roger Laham, Harvard professor. He says, many of these surgeries are not fully warranted. Our surgeons think that they're the ultimate solution. However, up to 20% of these surgeries result in death. 400,000 by bypass surgeries each year, 20,000 average cost. Satish, you wish it was 20,000, right? Are you kidding me, right? When it's quadruple, it's way more than that. Most of you guys know this. We're over-treating our patients and risking their lives, is what he said, right? What's that? Reports are getting there's a lot of things. That's how they get $20,000. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, right? And so he said, like, all the testing for the surgery is 20000 bucks, right? Yeah. There's no evidence that surgery for chronically narrowed arteries reduces the risk of heart attack, right? So they said that there's no risk, that there's no evidence, right? Because they're not really getting to the cause. Now, look, I'm still, I still think, even though they don't have the evidence, right, I still think that sometimes those surgeries are, are necessary when it's too far gone. And uh, just because the evidence isn't there, I still think that, you know what, thank God we have these heart surgeons because sometimes we need to open these up. But I just want to show you guys the reality of this. This is a Harvard professor. I'd estimate that at least 400,000 angioplasties. This is where we put this balloon in here, right? Open this up. He says at least 400,000 angioplasties performed every year are unnecessary. That's what he's saying right here, right? And so we go in to see a surgeon. Do they ever say, you know what? We need to get the sugar out of your diet, right? We need to, we need to switch around your fats. You should be using this fish oil right here. Do they ever say that? No, no right? They say, yeah, we can put a balloon in there. Angioplasty, right? We'll do these tests. Yeah, and they're <laughs> Satish knows, right? Drinking Coca-Cola while he's talking to you. Exactly. So cholesterol myth. Who's heard that cholesterol, high cholesterol causes heart disease? Most people in here, right? Some of you guys got that webinar. I won't have time to go into as much detail as I do in the webinar, so I'll refer to that. But look at this right here. This is Elizabeth Nabel, director of National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, January 2008. She says, we have no evidence that taking cholesterol-lowering medication like a statin will prevent them from getting heart disease. And that's true, right? And in fact, um, if you look at Zetia, if you look at Lipitor, Zocor, like all these different cholesterol medications, it actually says in a bottle, has not been shown to reduce the risk of heart disease. Cholesterol medications, they do one thing and they do it very, very well. What is that? <laughs> Make your liver work harder, okay? Lower cholesterol, that's what they do. But guess what we know from science? 
people with lower cholesterol are not any better, right? They, it doesn't prevent them from getting heart disease. In fact, I'm about to show you some studies that say the opposite. By the way, statin drug side effects, I would say as a clinician, you know, I probably have taken care of over 1,000 people um, over the last couple years, right? Um, easily seen about 1,000 people probably 100 or so that are on cholesterol medications, 100, 150 maybe. This medication out of all of them, probably I've noticed more side effects, right, with, with these medications. Here are the common side effects. Muscle pain, by the way, what is our heart? If you were to classify your heart, muscle, right? Cholesterol plays a very key role in muscle function, right? And so it actually damages the heart. And we'll, we'll talk about that as we go on. Neuropathy, muscle weakness, depression. Guess what our brain is? Mostly saturated fat, cholesterol, omega-3 fatty acids, and water, right? So when we destroy the cholesterol, we deplete cholesterol in there. Now it starts to cause serotonin reuptake problems, right? It starts to cause all different types of issues with brain chemistry, memory loss, liver damage, kidney damage, sex hormone disruption, because cholesterol is a precursor to estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. Are those hormones important? Absolutely, right? And so they start to affect those areas as well. And look at this right here. This is the graph, this is the chart. So you can see, I know this is a little bit blurry. This is total cholesterol right here, okay? This is myocardial infraction, that means heart attack, all right? 80% of people who develop coronary artery disease have the same blood cholesterol values as those who do not, right? Because you see this right here, no MI right here, MI. You don't see like this overlap, right? Increased risk of heart disease until it gets over that 275 level. Do you see that right there, right? So if you were to walk into the cardiologist and you had levels at like 220, well, yeah, they freak out, don't they, right? It's like, oh my gosh, but look, this is what the statistics say. Not until it gets well over 275, that's when it starts to become more of a risk factor. And we'll talk more about why that, that's a risk factor as we go on here. Cholesterol, so people with high cholesterol live the longest. So if I were to walk up to you in the street and I were to say, you need to increase your cholesterol so you can live longer, what would you think of me? This guy's a, this guy's a radical freak. He's nuts, right? But look at this. This is the statistics right here. Old people with low cholesterol died twice as often from a heart attack as, as old people with high I don't know really. I didn't look at this study. I don't know what they're calling old, right? So I don't really know what that means, but with high cholesterol, okay? Most studies of old people have shown that high cholesterol is not a risk factor of coronary artery disease. 11 previous studies of old people came up with the result, and, and a further seven studies found that high cholesterol did not predict all-cause mortality either. So, cholesterol and heart failure. Largest study by Professor Greg Fonnerow at UCLA. He said after five years, 62% of the patients, and they looked at over 1,000 people in this study, 62% of the patients with cholesterol below 129 had died. Now, if you were to walk in, your cholesterol was under 129. Cardiologist, he'd be like, man, you're doing amazing, right? This is awesome. Cholesterol's so low, right? You're doing great, okay? But look, 62% of those people had died. Only half as many of the patients with cholesterol above 223. So if you had 223, what would happen? What would, what would, what would the, the he would, if he's looking at the blood test, what happens to his eyes? His, his, his eyes are going to like bulge out of his head, right? Immediately pen pad reflex, right? Yep. Start scribbling down the script, right? You're getting one, if not two, cholesterol-lowering medications. Some of you guys have been there before, okay? Yet, this is what the statistics say. Less people, right, with, with 
uh, cholesterol above 223, same age group, same risk factors, had passed away. And so this gentleman right here, one of the top lipid biochemists, I butcher his name every time I say it, so I won't try, okay? He says, difficult to explain why the fact that during the period of life in which most cardiovascular disease occurs, from which most people die, high cholesterol occurs most often in people at the lowest rate of death. He says, how is it possible that high cholesterol, and this is a, a hard scientist. I mean, this guy's got over 100 published research studies, so he just looks at, at science all day long. How is it possible high cholesterol is harmful to the artery walls and causes fatal coronary heart disease if those whose cholesterol is the highest live longer than those whose cholesterol is low? To the public and the scientific community, I say, wake up. So everybody turn to the person to your left. If you're on the left, turn to the person to your right. Come on, guys, play with me here. Come on, Satish. And say, wake up. <laughs> there we go. So, some of you guys needed that because I saw some eyes going down. All right. So if not cholesterol, what causes heart disease? So this guy right here, he says, excess omega-6 fats from refined vegetable oils. I agree. That's one of the reasons, right? In fact, everything in here I agree with, right? So it's not one thing, guys. It's, it's this whole combination right here. Trans fatty acids and hydrogenated fats. So bad fats, right? These are both bad fats. Refined carbohydrates. We'll talk more about why refined carbohydrates are so bad. Lipid oxidation products, free radicals. We talked about that in food. Lipid means fat, damaging the fat cells. Or damaging our cells, I should say, in general, because our cells are lined with fat. Inflammation, right? Which really everything in here, um, when we have problems with any of these issues, it causes inflammation. Stress, right? That's what a lot of people will say. Oh, I was under a lot of stress, and, they, and they're typically thinking of mental, emotional stress. Sure, produces more free radicals. Infection, right? Infections, and by the way, if you have low cholesterol, increases your risk of infections because, and we'll talk about this, cholesterol plays a critical role in the cell membrane. It helps provide support and strength in the cell. So when we have low cholesterol, our cells are weak and fragile. It allows bacteria, virus, pathogenic organisms to break into them. Infections, deficiencies of vitamin A and D, K2 deficiency, and I'm actually going to do a webinar coming up called the calcium myth, right? We're going to talk more about K2, probably one of the most important underheard nutrients in our society. Deficiencies of vitamin B6, folic acid, and B12. Those are called methylating agents. Really important for reducing uh, something called homocysteine. Anybody heard of homocysteine? High homocysteine associated with heart disease, right? Vitamin E deficiency, that helps protect lipid oxidation, okay? Fat-soluble vitamin, just like vitamin A and D. Vitamin C, this is Linus Pauling, got a uh, Nobel Prize for this. Vitamin C, very important role in preventing uh, collagen breakdown. And collagen is critical for, for cartilage, soft tissue, um, heart function, excess iron, magnesium. Excess iron causes, um, you know, like you think about iron, with, with what happens when iron is oxidized? rusts, right? Same thing can happen in our body. Magnesium deficiency. This goes along with refined carbohydrates because when we have high insulin, right, or insulin insensitivity, we become deficient in magnesium. Selenium deficiency, again, associated with refined carbohydrates and insulin um, insensitivity. And same thing with copper. Copper plays a very important role in our insulin receptor activity. So all these things very, very commonly associated with the issues that we're talking about, okay? So this general one right here, inflammation, that can come from any of the five essentials, okay? No, none of these in here say sedentary lifestyle, right? Sitting on your butt all day. Yeah, would anybody here say sitting on your butt all day is healthy for your heart? Of course not, right? 
We know because it's actually inflammatory for our body when we do that, which produces inflammation. Same thing with our nerve system. When there's blockage to the nerves, it causes inflammation in those regions, malcoordination. So these are looking at it at, a, at the cellular level, a lot of these, right? But the reality is there's other causative factors as well. So look at a cell. Guess what all these heads are right here? Fat. Fat. Well, good try, Jenny. Jenny's probably like too smart for this class. She's going to outthink herself. This is actually fat. Lipid bilayer right here, okay? And so these are all fatty acids. This is a protein receptor. This right here is a glycoprotein, okay? Glyco means sugar, okay? So there's a little sugar molecule on a protein. These are all, these are all sensing the environment right there. Whereas the actual structure of the cell membrane is fats, and you see this, cholesterol. Cholesterol is like a support structure, like a beam, right? Mm -hmm. If we didn't have these beams right here, you know, ceiling's gonna come down, right? So uh, that's what they told me when we built this out. I was like, man, I was like, I just want this big open space. I was like, I don't want some beam blocking, you know, in the way. And they said, look, you want the beam. And I'm like, why do I want the beam? They're like, because the whole thing will come down, right? It's the same thing with the cholesterol. It's a support structure, okay, to help protect and strengthen that cell. Same thing with saturated fat. Without those structures, the cell becomes weak, prone to infection, prone to more free radical damage. In between, we want to make sure we've got lots of omega-3 fatty acids and the right ratio of omega-6 to omega-3. Okay, when we have lots of trans fats, trans fats cause too much rigidity. Too much rigidity don't allow those receptors to function well. So, look at this. Diets of people at the lowest risk of heart disease, the Maasai warriors. Who's heard of them before? In Kenya, 66% saturated fat, right? They're, most of their diet is something called a masi, which is a Beyond Organic has now brought this back. Fred and I and Satish, a bunch of us in this room, Jerry and Ginny, we drink this on a regular basis, right? And so it's because we want to be like the Maasai, right? Strong. These guys were known for their ability to, to hunt. They were, they were, um, they were um, incredibly victorious tribe, like well-renowned tribe in Kenya. Um, everybody feared them, okay? That's right. Exactly. And these are people that, I mean, they're, they're elders, 9,500 years old, Weston Price, ancient, uh, the famous dentist. Um, he, he looked at their mouth, their teeth structure and everything. Okay, They had perfect tooth structure, would never need an orthodontist or anything like that, um, no cavities or anything. And these, they had no access to toothpaste, toothbrushes, or dental care, right? Yeah, this is what happened. The Inuit, the Eskimos, okay, 75% saturated fat. Everybody says, oh, they probably ate a lot of fish. Yeah, they ate fish, but the majority of their diet was whale blubber, right? Whale blubber, saturated fat, okay? This is what they were eating all day. The Maasai ate amasi, raw milk, right, and raw blood, right? I don't, I don't recommend, I'm not a big fan of the blood diet, okay? Blood, people are like, you like the blood type diet? I'm like, no, no, no blood in your diet, okay? So um, Inuit, right, and these other tribes right here. So look at that, all that saturated fat, yet their heart disease risk, like in Maasai, People don't die of heart, heart disease. They die in war, okay? So typically it's in war or it's some sort of infection that they get, right? Some, they don't have, you know, they don't have the, the kind of uh, sanitation. You know, they don't have refrigerators and stuff like that, these, these people. So it's typically what happens. And so saturated fat and cholesterol are essential. So look at this. People around the world, this is what they found when they studied these people. Least amount of plaque buildup in their arteries. Maasai warriors, Eskimos, they had the least amount of plaque and they ate the most saturated fat. Healthier balance of good and bad cholesterol. And we'll talk about that. Blood concentration of other fats. Better overall health and quality of life. Because remember, cholesterol and saturated fat, what do they play an important role with? 
brain function, right? And so brain function, so they could have optimal dopamine secretion, right? Because dopamine is the feel good, right? So like people that are addicted to things, right? They want this dopamine fix. Dopamine makes you feel good. When you eat food, right? Who, who feels good when they eat? Probably everybody in here, right? So that's a dopamine release, natural little high. How about serotonin, right? When people are depressed, what do they give them? Antidepressants, selected SSRIs. Anybody heard of that before, right? So we have good receptor activity. That's the key. A lot of times, our society, we've had this great increase over the last 30 years in low-fat diets, okay, really over the last 50 years, and depression has gone through the roof, right? Bad receptor activity in the brain. Better overall ability to handle life's daily stresses, right? Very important, those, that cholesterol helps protect the cell from oxidative stress, right? And so this is very important with this. So ratios are key. So as a clinician, I don't have too much time to go into this. I have a webinar coming up in two weeks that's kind of a part two of this, and we'll go into more detail on, on these ratios and everything. But this is what I'm typically looking at. Three to one ratio, LDL to HDL, triglycerides, ideally less, uh, less than 150, ideally less than 50, right? And so like I had a patient that came in my office and I think her LDL was like 140 and her HDL was 89, right? And her triglycerides were 50, okay? So 89 plus 140, what does that equal? 229? So the cardiologist or the, the general practitioner, whoever it was that she saw, they looked at that number and they flipped out, right? They were like, oh my gosh, cholesterol's high. But look at the ratio. What is that LDL to HDL ratio? That's good, right? Less than three to one. And what's the triglyceride to HDL ratio? I look at that, should be less than two, ideally less than one. Clearly 89, right? It's 50 over 89. What is that, right? Obviously less than half, right? So the reality is um, it was a very good ratio. So we'll talk more about this. This is, this is some in-depth stuff, right? And uh, we'll talk more about this on the webinar. You guys will have a chance to sign up for that free webinar a couple weeks from now, um, two weeks from today, actually. So obviously, Time Magazine's coming out with this, The Secret Killer, Inflammation. And so these are the major tests that we look at. C-reactive protein, this is a major test of inflammation. And um, we'll actually be doing blood work in our office for anybody that's interested. We'll be doing blood work. Um, we've been able to negotiate with different labs and without using insurance, right? Because insurance always inflates everything, doesn't it? Right? And so without using insurance, our rates are significantly lower. So we have a lab day Wednesday. My mom will be coming out. She's a nurse practitioner. Um, she'll be taking blood, and uh, we'll be able to analyze all this stuff. Part of one of the blood tests is a heart health panel. Okay, that heart health panel, we're going to look at LDL, HDL, triglycerides, of course. We're also going to look at CRP, C-reactive protein. We're going to look at homocysteine, which is another big thing. We talked about B6, B9, and B12, how important that is. I see elevated homocysteine in a lot of different individuals. We're also going to be looking at something called LPA, lipoprotein A. That is another causative factor, right? Another or another associative factor, I should say, with heart disease. So it's heart health panel. I think that's I think that's everything on there. Um, C-reactive protein, LPA, yep, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, right? So that really gives us a chance to look at what are those arterioles looking like? What's the inflammation level, right? So if you're interested in that, you can come see me at the end. We still have some spots available. You can look at the prices and everything. We'll take a look at that. Okay, it's just Wednesday. It's going to be Wednesday morning. So one of the reasons why I recommend whole food multivitamins, the reason why is these are rich in phytonutrient antioxidants. C-reactive protein is one of the reasons why people are very high in C-reactive protein. Now, it could be a number of things that are causing chronic stress. It could be an infection. It could be subluxation. 
uh, could be uh, could be uh, um, allergies, right? Dietary allergies, things like that. However, another reason is they may be deficient in, in antioxidants and critical B vitamins. So that's why I recommend in our society today, where we, we're living in a very toxic environment. Anybody here under stress at all? Anybody have like an easy life, right? Some of you guys, right? And so the reality is this. We're all under stress. We're all depleting these B vitamins, different things like that. So whole food multivitamin, great addition to a, to a diet. Okay, and uh, if you guys want to get this, we'll, we'll talk more about this. This is one of our select products tonight that we have a 10% discount on, right? Anybody happy about that? Let's hear it. Woo! There we go. Come on. That was weak. Round of applause. There we go. Thanks. I know it seems childish, but come on. You know? Right? So we got to do it. So the major culprits. So heart disease. Sugar and high insulin leptin. We'll talk a little bit about that. Bad fats, poor oxygen utilization subluxation right here like we're seeing this on the scans chronic emotional stress right so these are the big issues that we're seeing so that's why with our nutritional essentials the steps we need to take reducing sugars and grains eating good fats eliminating bad fats and then changing the meat that we eat okay who's been doing this in their life a lot of you guys have right so great we'll go into this a little bit so weapons of mass destruction you'll never look at these trucks the same way again Right, I did a I did a makeover a couple weeks ago, and uh, these these two kids, Zach and Cole, they're like 12 and 10. I said, "What did you guys get out?" I was talking to them like two weeks ago. I said, "What did you guys get out of the makeover?" Because they were sitting in on it and everything, and they're homeschooled, so their mom built it as part of their curriculum. I said, "What did you get out of it?" And they said, "Every time we see Coke and, and Pepsi, we say, oh, weapons of mass destruction.' Right? So funny stuff. Look at how much sugar is in this right here. Right? All of that sugar." And some people, actually a lot of people drink a couple of these a day, right? Some people will literally drink a whole two liter, right? Anybody know somebody like that? So I, I remember I had a manager um, when I worked at Publix when I was in high school and, and undergrad college, and he would literally drink like a whole two liter every single day. Think about all that sugar that's going in his system. Anybody know how much sugar should be circulating in our body at any one time? One teaspoon. So one of these right here, right? One of these, okay? And that's about the consumption we should have, maybe one to two of these every single day, right? And we can get that through a variety of different things. Now, here's what happens. When we take in lots of sugar, sugar is neurotoxic, right? Anybody know anybody with uncontrolled diabetes? Literally burns out their retinal, right? their, their retinal nerves. They lose their vision. Peripheral neuropathy, right? So it burns out their, their, uh, their, their nerves in their extremities. They can't feel anything. Organ malfunction, all different types of issues. So it becomes major problematic. Also, so here's. Also, if you put a tooth in Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Rots it out, right? Exactly. So you don't want to put, put that in your body. What do you think it does to your bones? Rots it out. I'll take questions at the end as we, as we get going here. So we got a lot to go through. Elevated insulin levels. Highly associative, even causative of all these things. Why? Because. Insulin is this amazing hormone. It's the key, just like this shows, that unlocks the door, allows sugar molecules to flow into the cell. Very important because, again, elevated blood sugar causes problems. In fact, one of the things elevated blood sugar does is it will connect with enzymes and proteins in our body, and it will produce something called advanced glycolytic enzymes. So everybody say this after me. Advanced, advanced. glycolytic enzyme. A-G-E. What do you think that does to your body? Ages you. So not only does it damage the organs, but it will also cause wrinkles, 
accelerates wrinkles, skin degeneration, right? Because this is how most people associate aging. They're, you know, they look at your face, your skin complexion, your posture, right? And we start to see these things. This is what happens. Glycation, elevated blood sugar, ages you. So our body produces insulin to get the sugar into the cells. Now, over time, we constantly are elevating our blood sugar, which most people, typical American diet does this, right? Because we're eating all the carbs, things like that, eating oatmeal, Cheerios, all these things for breakfast, constant blood sugar elevations, sandwiches, pasta, right? You name it. Always blood sugar imbalances, right? Insulin being secreted, our cells become irresponsive to insulin. Insulin actually burns them out. They actually produce inflammation there. So ends up increasing our risk of all these different disorders, which are all inflammatory-based disorders. So it becomes really problematic. And even worse than that is our friend here, high fructose corn syrup, actually produces seven times more advanced glycolytic enzymes, right? Also, see this hormone right here, ghrelin? Ghrelin is secreted when we're hungry, okay? So typically when we eat food, right? So we're hungry, right? When we're fasting, so we fast for a while, ghrelin gets secreted, tells us we're hungry, okay? Then we eat food and it reduces the ghrelin secretion, right? Ghrelin gets inhibited. When we eat high fructose corn syrup or any kind of fructose, lots of fruit, things like that, we don't get, it, it doesn't react with ghrelin at all, so we continue to think we're hungry, okay? So we continue to eat. Also, it actually, um, causes leptin receptor insensitivity as well. Leptin is our satiety hormone that tells us part of the process of shutting off the hunger switch is reducing, uh, is reducing ghrelin, right, and increasing leptin sensitivity in our hypothalamus. High fructose corn syrup um, does not allow us to do that. This right here, very problematic. And of course, what do we have in our Coke? High fructose corn syrup, right? It's actually Coke today is a lot worse than it used to be years ago, right? Many years ago, it was made out of just straight sugar, which is actually evil. No, we know it's not good. It's actually better than high fructose corn syrup. Plus, they had, you know, they had the cocaine in there, right? So got a little, little jolt in there, right? Um, well, that, that was like speed. So that, that got your body like really um, active. So you'd burn up the sugar. Now they just load it up with high fructose corn syrup, and that becomes real problematic. Increases this right here, G3P, which actually increases small LDL particles. That we'll talk more about and that heart disease webinar, okay? Now, here are the bad fats, hydrogenated oils, canola oil, margarine, substitute butters, right? So I remember years ago, my, my mom, she has always been into, into health, right? Always trying to get us to eat healthy. I remember we were on like the macrobiotic diet and everything in the, in the early 90s, right? And uh, it was like tofu, and it was like no fat in our diet. It was like tofu, and I mean, it was like totally bland, right? And horrible, right? And of course, but of course we always use, and this is what me and my, my brothers and sisters, this is what we loved. The I can't believe it's not butter, right? Because it, it, it was good, right? Not at all, right? I used to like the taste of it, believe it or not, right? But, uh, you know, they'd have the I can't believe it's not butter, and then they came out with the I still can't believe it's not butter. And then, there, and then it was like, I really, really can't believe it's, how is this not butter, right? And so all these things are loaded with what? Trans fats, right? So now they've got smart balance, right? Smart people are like, smart, this is good stuff. Guess what it's made out of? So got soybean, canola oil in it, right? These high omega-6 bad fats, right, that cause inflammation. So here are the good fats, avocados, coconut, hemp, flax, olive oil, fish oil, nuts and seeds. How many of you guys had an avocado in the last three days? Good job. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Woo! Good job, guys. How many of you guys don't like avocados? She's allergic to them? Okay, then we won't say it to you, right? But how about coconut? You like coconut? 
Okay, guess what? Great news. Coconut, one of the best fuels for your body, one of the best fuels for your heart. How many of you guys had coconut, some sort of coconut product in the last couple days? And I'm not talking about Almond Joy, right? So I'm talking about like coconut oil, right? Stuff like that, okay? Olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. Coconut oil is the only oil you want to cook with. Can't be denatured under high heat. Now here's what I always get. People always say, I thought avocados were fattening. That was really bad. That was really bad. <laughs> People will say things like that, right? Or doesn't coconut oil have like a whole bunch of saturated fat? Isn't that like terrible for your heart? Did you guys, you know, so you guys shouldn't be thinking that, but you know, inevitably in every group, there's always somebody, right? The reality is coconut oil is one of the best things for heart function, right? Some of you guys got the newsletter that talked about that, Mary Enig, this is the top 10 things that saturated fat does for your heart and how beneficial it is. So you can email me if you want more about that. Also, these omega-3 fatty acids, extremely critical for arterial function, for heart function, extremely important, particularly long-chain omega-3s that you find in high-quality fish oil. So I'm such a big fan of Nordic Naturals. Big thing is this, a lot of people hear that fish oil is good, so they go out and they get like a prescription fish oil, which is synthetic, actually, believe it or not, synthetically derived, okay, um, highly processed, or they go out to Sam's Club or something like that. Okay, now here's just a general rule for you guys. If they're selling supplements at Sam's Club or Costco, what should you do? Don't buy it, okay? Why? Because the quality is so significantly low, especially something like fish oil. Fish oil, fish, omega-3 fatty acids, they're loaded with double bonds. The ones you want, EPA and DHA, five and six double bonds, extremely fragile fats, okay? That's why... For example, this Nordic Naturals is in a dark bottle, right? Because any kind of light will penetrate it. I, most, some of you guys have been on my shopping tour. I talk to you about, I, I, I make a, a moment and take like two minutes talking to you about how to store olive oil properly. And guess what? Olive oil only has one double bond. Fish oil has five and six double bonds, right? Meaning it's extremely fragile. You never want to expose it to heat, light, anything like that. The moment you open it up, guess where it goes? refrigerator, right? Absolutely, because it's so fragile. Guess what? You go to Sam's Club, Costco, you're buying our inferior fish oils, you're actually inflaming your body even more, okay? And so this is real problematic. We got to make sure we get the highest quality one. That's why I like the Nordic Naturals. You can get this at any health food store. It's the most reputable brand. Um, any health food store, the people will know what you're talking about. We sell it here because I believe so much in it. Um, minimum dose, a gram and a half daily, okay? Um, our new one actually has three grams per of EPA and DHA per serving, meaning that's double that dose, right? So the reason why I did that was because the majority of the people that walk in my office are highly inflamed and, and they're, um, they have an imbalance between omega-6 and omega-3 fats. We want to get their levels up quickly and then wean them off, right? In fact, the great thing is with the supplement we have now, I recommend... When people come in, they've been living the standard American diet. They do three months of fish oil while they're changing their diet. And then after that, they don't take fish oil anymore. And instead, they just eat grass-fed meat, stay away from grain-fed meat. We'll talk about that. And uh, lots of vegetables, the diet program that we teach. So, so uh, uh, teaspoon. Okay, so proteins, okay. Fish, obviously one of them, but wild-caught fish. When we're eating Atlantic fish, right, or, or Atlantic salmon or farmed salmon, okay, 
very deficient in omega-3 fatty acids, deficient in antioxidants actually becomes real problematic because they're feeding these fish animal byproducts, grains, all kinds of stuff like that. Not good, okay? Wild-caught sockeye salmon, really good stuff. Or also other good fish, sardines, right? Sardines are really good, low on a food chain, less industrial toxins. Organic free-range eggs. So look at this right here. This is a pastured egg. By the way, when I say eggs, a lot of people think, what about the cholesterol, right? You guys are all thinking it. Guess what? Cholesterol and saturated fat in our diet actually acts as an antioxidant because of their, its remarkable stability. I always tell people, put coconut oil on your skin. Coconut oil doesn't have any antioxidants in it. But if you look at the research, it acts as an antioxidant because it's so stable. It protects against oxidative stress because of the stability of the good fats that are in it. Same thing with cholesterol. One of the best things you can do for your heart is eating high-quality organic or even better pastured eggs right so pastured eggs how many guys have chickens anybody all right somebody in the back good job so if you have your own chickens right or if he has enough right um then great guess what you want to you want to feed them weeds and grass my mom has her own chickens okay she'll pick out all the weeds from the garden and just toss them in there they go nuts over them chickens can eat about a 25 percent grass diet they can't survive on it solely but you can tell by the quality of the yolk how much grass they've eaten. You see how that's more orange? That's carotenoid antioxidants. So you think of carotenoids, you think of carrots, right? Carrots, real orange. Vitamin A is a carrot. Beta carotene is a carotenoid antioxidant. There are other ones as well. But this right here, high quality antioxidants. Remember one of the deficiencies, vitamin A and vitamin D, right? That we looked at for heart disease. Loaded with vitamin A. Eggs are also one of the best dietary sources of vitamin D as well, right? So really high quality stuff. If you can't get the pastured eggs, right? Then you go with the organic eggs, okay? Typically organic eggs that you buy at the store, they're majority grain fed, so they're not gonna have as much antioxidants. The good news is no, they're not gonna have the toxins. The worst thing to do is to get these supermarket eggs and see how deficient that is? Because those supermarket eggs, I mean, these are, are chickens that are, that are basically brought up in a feedlot Right? They're fed all kinds of genetically modified foods that have been laced with arsenic right? and antibiotics and hormones right? to fatten them up, prevent infection. So they become very, very toxic and they spray ammonia gas down. If you ever see these farms, they're just spraying ammonia gas to try to keep infection down. They're just trying to keep these animals alive for 90 days and just massively um, get the massive amount of eggs um, out of them as possible and fatten them up. And so the reality is they become very, very deficient. Okay, and so we don't want that. That's loaded with toxins right there. So we definitely want these right here. In fact, the number one change you can make in your diet is switching the meat that you eat, the animal products, because of the, because of the law of toxic bioaccumulation. It takes five to eight pounds of chemically sprayed, genetically modified grains to produce one pound of beef. So you're getting all, this, all these toxins in there. It becomes real problematic. Grass-fed beef, this is what we want right here. Who's ever heard that red meat is bad for your heart? Red meat. People say this all the time, right? They're like, in fact, I was on a, somebody sent me a link for this conference call and I had time last night. I was like, okay, I'll get on this. And there was this guy giving a testimonial. I gave up all meat, this and that. And guess what? Research says, believe it or not, eating meat, but it's got to be the right type of meat, is actually phenomenally good for your body, right? And who's like, no way, right? This guy's ridiculous. But actually, this is the, this is the case. Grain-fed meat, very toxic. Excuse the omega-6 to 3 ratio. You can see 
when they're feeding them this stuff, all those omega-6s, when they're eating grass, right? Right. So, for example, biblical days, what did cows eat? Grass, right? Nowadays, 90% of cows are, are on feedlots eating grains, okay? They shouldn't be doing that. It's genetically incongruent for the body. They need to be eating grass. But you can say the difference, omega-6 to omega-3s, okay? Look at this. Omega-6, 25 to 1 ratio, omega in the grass-fed, that's the grain-fed, grass-fed beef, 2 to 1, wild game, 4 to 1 ratio. That's where we should be. Our cells, should be, they're genetically designed to be about a 2 to 1 to 4 to 1 ratio, omega-6 to omega-3 fats. When we're eating grain-fed cattle, right, when we're eating, you know, our Whoppers and stuff like that, right, guess what? We're getting all those high omega-6s. Guess what? When you go to Chick-fil-A, guess what you're getting? Tons of omega-6, right? Um, you're getting, I mean, just rampant amounts of omega-6. You're getting MSG. You're getting, um, you know, arsenic-laden chicken, all these toxins right in there. Most people will go out and they think like a chicken salad at a restaurant is the right thing, yet the chickens were eating all grains, right? And, uh, and, and that's all toxins, arsenic, all kinds of stuff like that. That's why it's so important to get organic meat and ideally grass-fed, especially when it comes to cattle. In fact, I always say the best thing that comes from a chicken is what? The egg. The egg has the good fats, right? When you're getting a chicken, the best thing is the egg. Chicken itself, not that it's bad, organic chicken, organic turkey, some, somehow our society, and this is through the low-fat myth, right, started to believe that chicken and turkey was so healthy for you. It has very little nutrients, believe it or not, right? It has protein, right, stuff like that. Very little nutrients overall. The healthiest things for your body is organic, ideally pastured eggs, but organic eggs, right, and then also grass-fed or ideally 100% green-fed beef like you can get through Beyond Organic. That's the most nutrient-dense things for your body. Okay, on top of that, okay, really raw green-fed cheese. So what that means is this. Most dairy, I tell people, stay away from. Why? Because it's from grain-fed cows. When they feed an, a cow grains, a dairy cow, it can produce 20,000 pounds of dairy a year. That's a lot. When they feed it grass, it produces 3,000 pounds. Significant difference in yield. So obviously, most farmers, if not 100%, they want to at least do a, a grain finish or at least like, you know, majority of the year, feed that cow grains um, in order to produce more dairy products. But what happens to the omega-6 to 3 ratio when they do that? It, it gets skewed. High omega-6, low omega-3. So that makes it highly inflammatory. Is everybody with me? I'm not losing people. Right? When they feed animals grains, it becomes an inflammatory fuel. Okay? So when they feed them grass, it also, it, you get a high ratio of EPA and DHA. These right here, this is brain fuel. Anybody here want to improve their cognitive function, their memory, things like that? Right? A lot of people are like, how do you remember all this stuff? Right? Now, I have a passion. I love to learn this stuff. But at the same time, I take care of my body. Right? I mean, I can learn almost anything quickly if I really put my mind to it. One of the reasons why is my neural cylinders are firing at all levels, right? I've got this EPA, DHA, all this kind of stuff at good levels. If you want to learn faster, you need brain fuel. You need to be eating green-fed beef, taking your fish oil for the 90 days like we talked about, switching over your diet, getting rid of the vegetable oils, getting in these high-quality fats, right? majority of my diet is fats and antioxidants, right? Phytonutrient antioxidants through vegetables, certain types of fruits, things like that, really key. Also, vitamin A, D, E, and K2. Didn't we talk about all of these when we looked at, um, you know, when we looked at the, the possible factors? Guess what? This is some of the best sources. In fact, it may be the best source of vitamin K2 
which actually has to do with calcium metabolism. Do you guys know that the reason why many women in our society get osteoporosis is not due to calcium deficiency? It's not because they're not taking in enough calcium. It's because the calcium is not getting into their bones, okay? It's accumulating in their bloodstream. The reason why is vitamin D and vitamin K2 are like the vacuum cleaners that suck the calcium out of the bloodstream and into the bones. Very important nutrients. Vitamin D we get from the sun. How many of you guys are in the sun 20 minutes, 20 or 30 minutes without your shirt on, right? For women, I mean, you could have, you know, some covering it, right? Without your shirt on every single day. Anybody? I didn't think so. So majority of you guys, in fact, research shows 98% deficient in vitamin D, okay? And then how many of you guys are eating fermented foods, particularly fermented raw dairy on a regular basis? Now, some of you guys are because like Satish, right? Fred, you guys are drinking Amasi, right? Because you guys have already heard this stuff. Majority of people aren't, right? So in reality, okay, Jesus, back in biblical days, they had fermented foods at every meal. It was just a part of life. You had to ferment foods in order to have any kind of shelf life. It was just a natural thing. Every single meal had fermented foods in it, okay? Today's day and age, we ferment zero. Most people eat no fermented foods on a regular basis. Maybe some, maybe some processed pasteurized pickles on their burger, right? And that's about it. Some, some uh, processed pasteurized sauerkraut on their hot dog, right? But traditionally, pickles, sauerkraut, some of the best foods we can put in our body, but just not the way we do it now in America, right? But if you make your own pickles and your own sauerkraut, right, like Satish and I do, right, then you're good to go. So that's why we like the raw cheese. We love this. It's maybe the best food for pre preventing osteoporosis and heart disease. The other nutrient, CLA. Everybody say CLA. CLA. That's right. Conjugate linoleic acid, one of the best foods for actually for, for stimulating metabolism, burning fat, and for cancer prevention. Amazing nutrient. Okay. That's why we recommend the Beyond Organic products, the Amasi, the raw cheese, green-fed beef. Okay. If you want more information about Beyond Organic, we got magazines, free magazines. Every one of you guys can have one of those, like all around the place. If you can't find one when you're walking around, like you don't bump into a magazine, come up, ask you know one of my staff, you'll you'll they'll they'll find one for you. Okay, so you guys can all get information on that. Check out the website. Highly recommend if you're not consuming these products, to start putting them in your diet, eating them on a regular basis. I was uh, drinking some of this right here, Swero Vive, right? Amazing product. I don't have time to talk about it, but I was drinking this little energy fuel before I started here. All right, healing diet, this is the program we use. This is how we've been able to see people like Satish, like Fred, reversing heart disease, right? Reversing disease in their bodies, okay? People losing, like Alan, losing 21 pounds. This guy, Alan, he's, I don't think he's here today, um, gave his testimonial this morning, lost 21 pounds in 34 days, came off his blood pressure, his cholesterol medications. He, was, he said he, was, he called it eating four to eight aspirin every single day for chronic pain he had in his body, started the five essentials, Right within, I think, four or five months off all of his medications. He was just, today, he was just like remarking about how great he feels every single day. He's like, this is just awesome, right? So I had him share his testimonial for everybody. He did this program right here, Healing Diet. If you have any of those problems, this is what you want to do. The details with the Healing Diet, this book will help you out more. This Maximize Living Nutrition Essentials book. And this is what we'll walk you through, you know, in our office, how we, what we help you with. But, uh, you know, these are the major steps we need to do. Um, I've talked about it in a lot of different workshops. You want more information, um, you can email me. We'll help you with that. In fact, on the newsletter, make sure that your email is legible on there because I will actually send you information on that so that gets you more. Last but not least, one of the major issues I see in our society is bad posture and breathing habits, right? How many of you guys are short, shallow breathers? 
probably almost everybody in here, right? So everybody bring your head out like this right here, okay? Like you're at a computer and breathe as deep as you can. Okay? Now bring your head back like this and take a deep breath as, as deep as you can. You see that? Up to 30% more lung volume right there. So that means more oxygen in, more waste products out. Very important for reducing oxidative stress, free radical damage, being able to breathe well. So posture, breathing, so important. And of course, like we talked about in the beginning, right, when we break all of this down, it's all about supporting the nerve system and allowing it to heal appropriately. Because how many of you guys know somebody who ate great, exercised regularly, and then still got sick? Maybe got a heart attack or something like that. A lot of you guys have heard of that, like Jim Fix, this guy, right? It was in his early 50s, right? He, he wrote a book on running, right, in his early 50s, okay? And he ends up dying of a massive heart attack while he's running. Now, here's the thing. If you read his book on running, it talks about how he recovered from certain injuries. He was in several major car accidents with whiplash that damaged this region right up here, okay? Also put him in the hospital a couple times. And that's part of his great story is how he overcame those odds and, you know, would run, you know, just super marathons and all kinds of stuff like that. But guess what? He had this damage right here, right in this area. Where are those nerves going? Right out to the heart. We cut the nerve to the heart. What happens to the heart? Stops, right? So instead of cutting that nerve, let's just say you have some whiplash, you damage this area, you have bad posture like this, you're at a computer desk, right? Every one of you guys that's working at an office, right, like this all day, do you think that's, that's good or bad for this area? Bad, right? Clearly, genetically incongruent, or else you would have had the computer desk in the Garden of Eden, right? They would have been typing away now. No, reality is we're not going to avoid that. I'm like this a lot too, right? I'm like that all day. The key is we got to be working against it because it's not genetically right for us. So, but anyways, there's damage here, right? Now it's going to disrupt that neurological supply to the body, okay? So it's kind of like this. Let's say we had a hose going out to the garden. You turn the hose on, right? Water's flowing through, but let's say there was a kink in the hose. What happens to that flow of water? Gets reduced, right? Diminished. Same thing with that nerve supply. It starts to choke up that nerve supply. We get an altered message. Anybody here ever had the radio on and you drive like through a tunnel and all of a sudden you get scattered messages, right? You had that happen? Same thing here. We got a neurological frequency going out. Now we got scattered messages. The heart cells, right? Every seven months you rebuild your heart. All 60 million cells in your heart rebuild every seven months. Now you get altered coordination, malfunction, abnormal cells starting to build in the heart, okay? We did nothing. Now, do you feel that? Do you feel your heart building abnormal cells? No, you never feel that, right? Every seven months, you rebuild your heart. So now you got genetically defective cells building. If we did nothing about this pressure, we just left that there for years and years and years, what eventually happens to the heart? Yeah, eventually it's going to die, right? It's going to get sick. It's going to die. Now, before that, you might have some symptoms, right? Blood pressure might go up, right? When there's blockage there, very common. Blood pressure goes up. Or you might have some arrhythmias, right? You may have some neck pain in this area, shoulders, right? Shoulders might be sore at the end of the day. Those are like the oil light going on in your car. Hey, check engine, there's problems going on. Now, you go into the doctor, your blood pressure's up. Do they say, you know what, I think you got bad posture and there's some issues going on right here. What do they do? Give you a drug, right? Let's say if you have heart palpitations. Do so they ever look at these nerves here? No, right? They just give you a medication, right? You guys see this? Let's say your, your artery walls are all blocked up. Do they ever say, you know what? Um, yeah, you have 99% blockage. We need to do surgery. After that, let's check out these nerves up here and let's make sure they're functioning well. They ever say that? No, they never say this, right? Exactly. 
And an re unfortunate reality is most people in our society don't take real action steps when it comes to their health until what? They have some sort of major problem, right, crisis that throws them out of their lifestyle. The whole time their body's giving them warning signs. Now, here's the other problem. For 60%, right, particularly men more than women, but for 60% of our society, the first time they know they have a heart problem is guess when? Yeah, when they have a heart attack. Satish, do you have any symptoms? No symptoms, right? And we'll, we'll talk about him in just a second. Yeah, no symptoms. And so that's why in our office, one of the ways that we're able to prevent heart disease, cancer, able to see these diseases reversed, see people healed. We have people come from all over the Atlanta area. Tremendous results is we actually calibrate what's going on in every single nerve level in the body. Is this person healing well or not? Clearly not, right? Massive, massive bars, major stress on their body. How about this person right here? How are they healing? much higher level, right? Cleared out scan, less stress on the neurological system. That's why we use digital technology, surface electromyograms to actually calibrate what's going on, how well the body's healing, how well it's functioning, what that nerve supply looks like. And so after that, of course, we take x-rays because when we're looking at how you heal, we gotta look at the function of the nerve system and the structure of the spine. And there's an intimate relationship there. How many of you guys heard of Christopher Reeves, right? Right, he did a chin plant, broke the very first bone in his neck, jammed right up into his brain stem, and what happened to his body? Paralyzed, quadriplegic, lost all the muscle function from his neck down. And what happened to his organs? Shut down. Had a pacemaker for his heart, artificial respirator for his lungs, dialysis for his kidneys, you name an organ, it was shut down. When there's damage to your spine, it's going to damage organs. Now, is the body amazing? Absolutely. Is it going to adapt? Absolutely but it's gonna compromise overall organ function, your body's ability to heal. So clearly when we're looking at these two individuals right here, this person has a good curve in their neck. They're looking this way. This is what the spinal cord looks like. Nice, full and thick, sending all that power and healing to the body. We lose a curve in our neck, that's 10% lengthening the spinal cord. Anybody here ever take gum before and stretch it? What happens in the middle when you take gum? It gets real thin, stretches, right? Same thing happens to your spinal cord this is called pathological tension. Pathology means disease. That's disease causing tension. That's disrupting brain-body coordination. Out of these two individuals here, who's gonna get heart disease first? Yeah, who's gonna get cancer first? That's right, and let's say that this person right here, let's say they drink and smoke. This person right here, let's say they're eating right, exercising. Who's still gonna get cancer first? Or heart disease first? This person, right? Because their body's not able to heal, not able to function the way that it's supposed to. That's why, guys, in our office, our entire focus is correcting this, stabilizing, allowing that spinal cord to function, to flow, get that healing response, that healing message, build that antioxidant surplus in your body so you can heal the way God intended for you to heal. And so this is a couple examples. This is Paul. When he came in, February 2010, 250 pounds, a couple medications, sleep apnea machine, right? Here he was. Here he was afterwards. We got some correction, reduced his forward head posture, less stress on his nerve system. Um, did the healing diet, the advanced plan, like I talked about, lost 60 pounds in, in three months. Um, no more sleep apnea, anxiety, acid reflux, all medications, feeling fantastic. This is him actually after a year, um, down 115 pounds right here. So amazing story right there. Here's Satish, here's my, my man right here. Okay, Satish, right? 62 years old and at 60 years old, he walked into the doctor's office, had an EKG, right? They found massive stress and blockage, right? They said, you know what, you're not leaving the hospital. Okay, we're doing a heart surgery. Opened up his heart, did a quadruple bypass, put him on eight medications, right? Now he started changing his lifestyle, learning as much as he possibly could. By the way, 
very intelligent guy, as intelligent a person as I've met. And his son is went to Harvard, lung specialist, right, top medical doctor, okay? So he th eventually found us when he came in about, a, what, a year and a half, two years after your heart surgery? Yep, here he is, 62 years old. This is what his spine looked like. Look at that. Now, he had been a vegetarian, right, eating a good diet, not taking medications, exercising, right? Yet look at this right here. Massive stress, degeneration of spine, forward head posture. Look at this, 66 millimeters forward head posture, 26 and a half pounds of extra stress and pressure on his nerves, right? Because he was out like this right here. Worked at a computer a lot, right? And so, guess nobody ever told him about this, right? But is that genetically congruent? No, what was clearly happening was heart. Every single day he breathed, every single day he was alive. Just damaging it, crushing those nerves, causing problems. Eventually, right, he had massive problems. Here he is after a year, 63 years old, right? No medications, no more forward head posture, right? Um, zero medications after a quadruple bypass. How rare is that? Extremely rare, right? What did your doctor say? They never see anybody. And he goes to Emory, right? And what do your doctors say now about your heart and about your spine? He's, uh, I'll translate because uh, some, some people have trouble, but Satish and I, we've been friends for a long time. So he said, he, he said his heart was amazing, right? He never sees that. Is that are you the only one? Yeah, exactly. He's the only one that he's seen like that. Okay, and what did he say about your spine when he looked at your posture? Yeah, his, uh, your back look strong and it, uh, it looks much more better. Yeah. Because, uh, something is going on. Yep. And I told what's going on, it's very good for you. That's right. <laughs> Must be good, right? Exactly. Here's Joyce right here. She's not here with us tonight, but 60 years old, came in. It's hard to see. It's cloudy, but... She had damage, forward head posture on all these medications, blood pressure, cholesterol, thyroid, acid reflux, depression, low energy, overweight, insomnia. Three months later, down 33 pounds off all the medications, right? Doing better than ever. Some of you guys know her. She's given her testimonial many times. This is what we see over and over and over again in our office. People healing, coming off these medications. One lady off four blood pressure medications. Can you imagine that? Blood pressure was high. Doctor gave her one blood pressure medication. Came back in, still high, gave her another one. Still high, gave her four medications. Can you believe that? Right? This is what we see on a regular basis in this office. And so the reality is if, if you're, you're sitting in this room, number one, I know that God brought you here for a reason. I don't believe there's any accidents, right? You're here for a reason, okay? Number two, if you're sitting there and you already have symptoms, okay? Chronic symptoms in your body, whether it's back pain, neck pain, headaches, allergies, sleeping problems, depression, blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues, heart arrhythmias, uh, um, uh, diabetes, brain issues, we can go on and on, right? If you have those issues, those are warning signs that your body, that those regions of your body are already healing at less than 60% of their potential. Somebody was asking me about Parkinson's at the, the dinner. I, you know, the reality is people don't get diagnosed with a disease like Parkinson's until literally 50% of their neuron, more than 50% of their neurons are already massively destroyed, right? In different, in the region of their brain, basal ganglia region of their brain. So guess when the best time to take action to improve your health is? Right now, really uh, in the womb, right? Um, before you're even born with mom taking action. But the reality is the second best time is right now. Does everybody agree with me? So if you're, you're in, this, in this office, right? Right now you're a guest. You've never had your nerve levels checked. Raise your hand if you've never had a digital nerve scan before taking place. A lot of you guys have not had this. So if that's you, I know God brought you here for a reason. What I'm going to do, although many of my people in here, I know Fred, I mean, a lot of you guys have paid a lot of money 
um, to get the care in our office to get the, this testing done, right? But what we're going to do, if you're you're in here, we're going to give you that at no charge. Now I want to let you guys know that's a $400 value for this digital nerve scan, any necessary X-rays. We're also going to do body fat analysis, hydration levels. So we're going to be able to see a lot of things that are going on in your body off this test. Okay. Now I'm going to do this. I'm going to allow you guys over the next what is it through February 25th. We're going to waive our charge on that. Okay. Now there's there's two things though. Number one, in this office, my practice members will test. We're health zealots, okay? What that means is this. Number one, we don't judge you, okay? Um, you know, there's lots of grace and mercy in this office. We love you wherever you're at, okay? But, right, we are health zealots. You come in here, we're going to expect that you're ready to take charge of your health, right? We're going to work with your goals and your level of motivation and inspiration and help gradually bring you up to where you need to be so you can prevent disease and live the highest quality of life. If you're not ready to change your lifestyle, right, and you're just like, ah, I don't even know why I'm here, guess what? Not the right appointment, not the right office. We are going to expect that you're going to take the right action steps and be responsible and take action and, and take the right steps to improve your health. Does that make sense, right? Now, a lot of people are concerned. They're like, well, I don't know because it depends on the cost of care. Does my insurance cover this, things like that, right? Does insurance care how healthy you are? No, right? In fact, insurance companies are some of the, the fastest growing, most wealthiest companies, and they're cutting claims left and right. Are, are they? Anybody here thrilled with their insurance? Most people aren't, right? So reality is, don't worry about that. We'll figure that out. If your insurance covers anything when it comes to wellness, that's like a bonus. That's like a party, right? Awesome, right? That's, that's the case. Um, however, what I will tell you is, we've never turned a patient out in this office for a financial reason. We work with everybody where their budget is and what their health goals are. So if it's a financial concern, well, we're going to work with you on that. We're not in it for money. The reason why I do these workshops, the reason why I travel around the country is to save lives. That's what we're here for. But we value what we do. We care. We know we save lives. We transform lives. How much money did you spend in the medical model, Satish? Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, like 200000 bucks, right? And you spent like, um, what, maybe, I don't know. 4,000, right, in our office over two or three years, right, and uh, reverse heart disease, right? He's off all his medications, right? So that's a pretty good return on his investment, would you think? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's the reality of it. So if you have never had this test done before, you're pumped up, you're ready to get healthy, then I would definitely recommend that you get this, this appointment. Charmaine's going to go around. She's going to schedule that up. Must be before February 25th. If, uh, you know, you're just not ready to, to commit to your health, you know what? We still love you. We care about you. But please, don't waste our time. We've got lots. We're a very busy office. We're here to save people's lives who are ready to take the action steps. We're, we're ready to walk you through, get you to the next level. Okay, so Charmaine will go around and do that. And uh, just a couple things before we finish. we got the Heart Disease Solutions webinar. Okay, this is going to be two Mondays from today. It's free to get on. I haven't built it in my, I'm still getting used to this whole, you know, anymeeting.com stuff, right? So I haven't built it yet. But if you sign up, Anna's got a sheet right here, okay? This one right there, okay? So if you put your email, now needs to be legible, right? So, uh, you know, I can't read a scribble, right? So needs to be legible, but if you put your email on there, I'll send you an email with the registration link. It's going to be at 8 p.m., so you can watch this. We always say watch it at your house in your pajamas, right? And that's the yeah. podcast for um, this week. Hey, you are pajamas, Don't forget right? to check out yeah, our new exactly. website. Just log on to www.exoduschc, so as in health center, that, one of my good com. Friends, See you next time. Mine, Dr. Josh Axe. He's got a big radio show um, in Nashville, one of the top health leaders um, in the country.
He's going to be coming out and uh, just sharing a good time with us. It's going to be uh, next week, Thursday, from 6 to 8 p.m. We're going to be making all different types of recipes. What do they have on there? Blueberry pancakes. We're going to show you how to make gluten-free. Anybody here like pancakes? We're going to show you how to make pancakes that you can really eat if you're on the core plan. Um, we're going to be showing you all different types of stuff. Amazing recipes, right? It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get a chance to eat. It's going to be a really, really good time in here. Okay, now we can only take really, uh, I think, about the first 75 people. So uh, this will pack up. It will fill up. So here's what we're going to do. This is $15 registration, but it's $5 if you register tonight. So what that means is you register and you pay for it tonight. doesn't mean you come in tomorrow or the next day and say, I was here Monday night. Um, can I still get it for $5? It actually bumps up to $10 after tonight. And then if you want to come and just pay at the door, then it's $15. But that covers food. You're going to eat some good food. We're going to have giveaways, all kinds of good times like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Fair enough? Right? How many of you guys really interested in seeing some amazing recipes and trying those? A lot of you guys are. This is going to be the, that's going to be the great night for you. Okay? So with that being said, 10% off tonight on uh, the multivitamins and also the Nordic Naturals fish oil. And I've got a couple of, uh, got a little raffle here. So anybody here interested in winning some prizes, right? Some of you guys? Okay. So right here we got some DHA, right? So this is good brain fuel right here. And let's see what we got. This is Jerry Grove. So Jerry, pass that back to Jerry. Thank you. All right. We got a little EPA, EPA here, a little fish oil. This is Paul Spillers. Pass this back to Paul. Keep passing it back. All my, oh. Is Paul not here? He's, he just left. He lost it. Let's see. Let's see who's got it. Randy Haley. Randy, where's Randy at? Pass that back to Randy, Satish. All right. So we've got another DHA 1000 right here. Carol Haley. Oh, man, the family. There we go. Good. You guys get to start on your fish oil right away. Sherry Tucker just won one. All right. So good job, Sherry. Pass that back. DHA. We've got omega-3s here, okay? This is Marilyn, Marilyn. Okay, I was trying to, trying to figure that last name out. There we go, okay, good. Here we go, couple more for you guys. All right, couple more for you guys. All right, anybody wanna be like my Vanna White? And run, them, run them back, right? Hey, Tommy? Tommy's in here from where? New York? New, York. New Jersey? New York. Right? This is Dr. Tommy, by the way. Right? So we help train a lot of doctors and whatnot. He's in town, right? Hanging out with his, his girlfriend for uh, Valentine's Day. Tommy, can you be my Vanna White here real quick? Right? Pass these back. Or can, can you? Yep. Great. So Carolyn Bidnall. Okay. There, there you go. Thank you very much. So get that to Carolyn. All right. We've got Satish right over here. There you go. We have got... Judy Schott. All right, so Omega 3 is back there for Judy. There we go. All right. Don't worry, guys. We've got more prizes coming here. Jeff Nesbitt. Where's Jeff at? There we go. Let's get that back to Jeff there. And uh, yeah. And who else didn't get any? <laughs> there you go. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Everybody's a winner, right? <laughs> There you go, Ted. Here you go, Gretchen. Everybody's a winner. Here we go. Especially if you sit near the front. Okay? 
There we go. He's got one over there for Virginia. Here you go. Good deal. All right, guys. So with that being said, if you want to purchase any products, you can come right up here and purchase the products. That's right. That's right. And if you want to, if you're interested in the blood work, I got a couple of these right here, and you can ask me any kind of questions that you have. Other than that, guys, give yourself a round of applause for coming out tonight. Awesome. All right, Tommy. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. Sounds good. Oh, my God.